0: Bonjour and welcome back to Let the Meat Takes. We got a fun episode for you this week. We're gonna be talking about the NL East race, the Braves front office management for the Homer cast folks out there. We'll also get into some college football, the preseason rankings, Tim Tebow's superb blocking abilities in his short stint with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you don't know who Mark Emmert is, prepare to be educated. So without further ado, here is Let Them Eat Takes.
1: Hello, and welcome to Let Them Eat Takes, the po- sports podcast for the Outrage Era. I should have said bonjour, but I didn't, so I said hello.
0: Where's our charming southern baker too is out to sell us
1: sesame seed cakes. I like that guy. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> quit,
1: quit selling my sesame <laughs> cakes. Well, today on Let Them Eat Takes, we're going to talk about a few, as always, some dumb takes, some dumb things. Um, They did release a preseason top 25 ahead of the season getting started in about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Are they doing like a Tuesday or like a Thursday first game of the season that I'm going to forget about? Is like South yeah. Carolina opening against someone.
2: Usually they do the like South Carolina ACC special on Thursday. I don't know who's playing. This
1: will be the most people that watch our game this year. Yay.
3: I don't think South Carolina gets any special games
1: these days. Yeah, tough sell for the Gamecocks. According to my uh, astute Google search, uh, Nebraska-Illinois is the first game of the season. Saturday, Arnburner. August
0: 28th. Are they going to be wearing those weird Oshkosh-Bagosh jerseys for that game?
1: Uh, is that the big red jerseys? Their yes! Pe- <laughs> I thought they were really funny. I thought they were and hilarious. When I posted them in our Discord, Scott had the best comment. I'll let you say it, Scott. What was it? You remember that? Yeah, now now
2: all they
0: need is a
1: football team. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a football jersey
0: that accurately reflects how seriously we need to take the team that's wearing them.
1: <laughs> Do they still are they still coached by the uh the guy from UCF who yeah. was originally from Nebraska or whatever? Scott Frost. Scott Frost, that's his name, yeah. Yes, indeed. Turning out to be
0: too early to say how it's going, I think. But uh, I think people over in, are they in Lincoln, Nebraska? Mm -hmm. Folks over in Lincoln, I think, are maybe having second thoughts even early on. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well... Um, well since we're on college football Let's just let's just talk about this I said Scott let's talk about this Preseason top 25 he said it's boring And it, I said okay it is. In that the, spirit the top,
3: Yeah
2: <laughs> the, the top 5 are the Super generic top 5 That nobody has hardly Outside of that range and Then you have like A couple obvious ones after that And then it's just kind of a grab bag and nobody knows
1: Yeah do you think the weird season last season contributes to nobody knowing and so many people opting out and coming back? It's a Yeah, that's a big part of it. You got yeah. like,
2: you know, the whole Pac-12 hardly played any games, right? So what do you do with that? That's like, I don't know,
0: who cares? <laughs> Good to see Coastal Carolina back in the rankings. I was, waiting. Like, I was waiting. for that day. The, the Chanticleers or whatever you call those those guys. Yeah, that's yeah their coach that's okay. has a really awesome mullet too, right? I believe so. They got I like uh, I'm such a such a wimp. I like colors in sports, and I, I really dig their whole color scheme. Just their whole vibe in general. Um, I don't think I know their color
1: scheme. Let me see here.
0: Um, like Pantone teal,
1: and I don't know. Ooh. That was a good vibe. They look like, like college Jacksonville Jaguars. Except for they play the opposite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but they do have wicked mullets and stashes for days. It's a real rude chicken. That's their mascot. Yeah. I saw somewhere this morning that only since 2010, only one time since 2010, there's been one team that's been ranked out of the... Top six that has actually won the national championship that year.
1: Oh, this is a good trivia question. Do you know it, Scott? I don't know it. What I, was the What was the year limit? It was 2010.
0: Since then, I don't know if that's counting Auburn because I know they started that season
1: unranked and then they won. I was going to say Cincinnati. Auburn. I was going to say Auburn, but I don't know if that counts Auburn. You're right. Yeah, that's the one. So let's see.
2: There's been there's been one other team in the last I don't know, however long that wasn't ranked super duper high, but it's was it yeah. LSU with Burrow ranked in the top five. I'm pretty sure. If they weren't, then it was an oversight and people hadn't been paying attention,
1: and so it might be them. All right, just give us the answer, Justin. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm, you I'm You okay. okay, that
0: year LSU was ranked six in the uh-huh. preseason AP poll. So I guess they were, but I think that makes the cut. I said top six. Oh, yeah. I thought you said top five. I'm sorry. No. Oh, well then. So they knows. made the cut. Sounds like they might've been the benchmark that was used in determining that weird trivia factoid. I'm just going to go set probably Auburn. Maybe. I don't know. FSU of Jameis Winston. I don't remember what
1: how they were ranked in that preseason poll. No, I don't either. Here, I guess we haven't really even said the poll in case people haven't seen it. I will give you the top 10. Uh, one, Alabama. Two, Oklahoma. Three, Clemson. Four, Ohio State. Five, Georgia. Six, Texas A&M. Seven, Iowa State. Eight, Cincinnati. Nine, Notre Dame. And 10, the University of North Carolina. That heels. sounds.
0: That sounds right. I'm looking at all these other teams down the list I don't see anyone who's like ah they obviously deserve to be in the top 10.
1: I don't know maybe LSU they're 16. LSU
2: could be top five or outside the top 25 so they just (laughs) kind of stuck them at like 15. It depends on how much
1: voodoo magic that season. I mean they were terrible last
2: year right? They were really bad. So people are just kind of like I don't know they got a lot of. they have like a top five talent team. But they were terrible last year, so we'll just stick them at fifteen, and
1: it'll figure itself out. Is Iowa State overrated at seven? I know why they're there. Mm. I know a lot of people on the Twitter sphere. That's their hot take.
2: I don't think they're overrated.
3: There's nobody. I
2: think... There's nobody below them that deserves to be rated higher right now. But the hard part for Iowa State is that they're ranked seventh. And it will be really hard for them to like finish fourth.
3: It'd be a lot easier for them to finish twelfth than fourth. Right. They sense. they
0: play they play in the Big Twelve, so they have to go through Oklahoma and all those other jokers who have yet to depart the sinking ship.
1: And so basically just Oklahoma. <laughs> we do have a we do have a perpetual Texas ranked at the start of the season for their name being Texas. <sighs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I love it. I think they're at yeah, twenty one. That's where they're at
0: that's kind of how georgia was even with and during some of the mark Rick years like we don't know if they're going to be any good so we're just going to throw them at 20 and you know we'll take them off the list when they lose to south carolina in week 3 yeah the thing true. is texas was
2: like
1: they haven't had a yeah
2: they won you know seven games a year for like 8 years
0: straight and still kept
2: getting ranked
1: <laughs> yeah they they get ranked cuz their name is texas
0: the the pockets in austin are deep
2: and when the eyes,
0: and when the eyes of Texas are upon you,
3: I don't, I don't know how to
0: finish that. Uh, when the eyes of Texas are upon you, you better ha- at least halfway deliver.
3: Uh, oh: yeah.
1: I did see a really good um somebody was teasing that the top twenty five was going to be released at noon. I guess this would have been a couple of days ago. Um, and they said, prepare your takes accordingly. And this guy said, Ahem. Notre Dame and Michigan overrated. Cincinnati's overrated. Cincinnati's underrated. Where's Coastal? Tom Allen is building something in Indiana. Where, who does UCF even play? Texas, lol. And then somebody was like, that's perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean,
0: they have headlines, might as well. Just be written an entire year in advance because you know what people are gonna say. Um, yeah. Oh, back to LSU. I did remember reading. Is it Athlon Sports that does like the SEC anonymous coaches sound bites? You know, they interview some coaches across the conference and get some anonymous hot takes. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. The ones about LSU I remember were extremely interesting. Because people were saying, uh, you know, this is one of the hardest teams to really assess if you're outside the school. Because you, they could, they were saying what well, you said, Scott, they could be top five, they could be garbage. You know? And there was also, I think Edward Geron even admitted, he's, he's so freaking weird the way he does everything. Like, apparently he admitted to hiring his assistant coaches without really interviewing. So he grabbed Bo Pelini, Without doing a proper interview, like he just decided, yeah, that's my that's my guy right there. He's gonna go down defense. How did that work? Not great.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! I'm not. These people are just, you know, they're not they're not evil geniuses. They might be evil, but they're not geniuses.
1: True, 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 true. Um. Well, so. There is your preseason top 25. You guys have any other things to say about that? Any other terrible takes about that or about any preseason college thing in general that you might be sitting on somewhere? Are your team's underrated, whoever they are, I'm sure. I'm like the guy who, like, because yeah, I know Georgia's top, like, number five. I just was, I, I would just prefer to be 10.
2: I think well, that's not going to happen this like anytime
0: soon.
1: I know, but you know why? You fire Kirby.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know if there's anyone under just severely underrated, maybe coastal Carolina, just because Texas is ranked ahead of them. But that's just about
3: it for me. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, uh let me see here.
1: We did have um shifting gears a little bit to baseball. Baseball baseball. Uh, and you know, when obviously the Homer pod being the Braves pod. Um uh-huh. however I will say, even nationally, the NL East race is probably the most intriguing. I guess you could argue the wild card slash West, because I believe I mean if you look at the NL West standings, the wild card is going to come out of the NL West, most likely. Um, but like the NL East, man, it's intriguing. It's not even just like about the Braves. Kind of a good race going on, and um, not only are the Braves surging, but the Mets are sucking hard. And it's three and mm, seven in their last ten. Mm, yeah, it's you just hate to see it. It's so tasty. She also loved to. It's so tasty. Um, And it's also even tastier when you have Mets players uh, delivering um, bitchy little sound bites like this one that I found for us. This was, okay, so every time ESPN does Sunday Night Baseball, that's kind of their thing. Your game starts, to believe, at 8 Eastern. Well, that was the Mets game. And um, they were playing Sunday. Prime time. However, their next day, they had to go to the West Coast to start the series on the West Coast. So Noah Syndergaard, who I believe just got moved to the bullpen for reasons, um, said reason said said about the whole situation. "Quote: Hey MLB, ESPN, whose dumb fucking idea was it to change tomorrow's game to a night game when we're traveling to the West Coast after? Won't get in until Monday morning." Take on the first place Giants later that evening. Brilliant. <laughs> and normally, I'd you know I'd, I would be like, you know, he kind of has a point. But since it's the Mets, I'm like, ah, suck it. Hey, uh, to to quote our
0: to quote a, a certain football coach who hails from Bainbridge, pressure is privilege, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't
1: think... think that's the exact quote. <laughs> I don't think I, don't, I know
0: that one. I think that's, that's probably more of his Atlanta touchdown club phraseology, but yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, yeah, the NL East is... It's cool. You always see, like seeing a, a nail-biter. In the end, you always like to see the Washington Nationals dead last in the division behind the Marlins. Um. Seems like the Braves are starting to turn a new leaf, maybe except for Will Smith, who still seems to be struggling
1: as a closer. I can't find enough sad actor Will Smith gifts for my baseball Will Smith tweets. Like, what? I think I, I don't want to continue to use the one from Pursuit of Happiness where where he's tearing up. But that's me every time I see him get thrown in in the ninth. I saw somebody tweet out. I was like, "Oh, Will Smith's about to
0: take the mound to close out the inning," and it was a someone took a picture of like the home run derby, where you have like a guy throwing dingers behind a net. Classic. Yeah. The crazy thing about Will Smith is, I want to say it's last like twenty-five
2: or thirty appearances. His has been like three, and he hasn't really blown anything. He's been fine. Mm. It's like always. Like a stupid circus of how you get there, you never feel comfortable yeah, about it. It's like, yeah. oh, I gave up a hit, I gave up a hit, and I walked a dude and I plunked a dude, and then we got a
1: double play, and now we're out of it. And it's yeah. like, nothing like, here. No, 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 you're absolutely right. He's like the perfect litmus test of the people who don't really watch the inning and just look at the box score and look at the numbers. Because you look at the numbers and like, I don't know why everyone's complaining. I'm like, have you have you watched him pitch ever? Like consistently?
0: (laughs) That surprises me. Wasn't someone in our Discord saying that Brian someone was asking if Brian Snitker was maybe not a fan of analytics. And if that were the case he's not. So that seems like something he would get. Is that a question? Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a question? No, it's a it's a thinly veiled statement with not a lot of confident knowledge behind it, being disguised as a question. You have you found me out, but I've heard this true of Brian Snicker that he does not like analytics.
1: I will say when the Braves qualify for the postseason and make it, um, whether we go deep or not. I'm going to be I'm not going to hold my breath because I don't think it'll happen. But man, there was some Alex dragging happening earlier this season. And yeah, he did a terrible job in the offseason. OK, Scott, I don't think he did a terrible job in the offseason. And also, OK, he had a lot of things happen this season that were out of his control. And then everyone was bitching that he wasn't doing anything. And then he did some moves. And lo and behold, we're playing a lot better. He he did a
2: terrible job if your goal was to win any playoff series. He did a great job if your goal was to get to the playoffs and keep costs low. And since his actual job is to get to the playoffs and keep costs low, technically he did a very good job. Well, what should so from, he have for me, done that he didn't do? For me as a fan, he did a terrible job. Well, he could have signed Adam Vol for $5 million. No, $5 whole million, which is the cost of like one at bat of Mike Trout, right?
3: <laughs> you could have had Adam
2: DeVall for the whole season and you wouldn't have had two months where you had no outfielders, right? You know that any given year you need at least one backup outfielder. No, there's no way your entire starting outfield is going to be good and healthy for 162 games. But we pretended like there was this scenario where it was a guarantee that Pache would be completely ready to play. And, that him and and Azuna would definitely all be healthy for 162 games because we had no backups. I thought Pache was the backup. Was Ender the starter? Because he shouldn't have even been on the roster. I mean, was I don't Ender know. I just starter. remember
1: Pache was, was, was the backup. I don't know who was. I saw Adrianza since the beginning. I've seen Adrianza out there. He didn't like and, start showing up as soon as somebody went down with an injury. I mean he's a he's a short he definitely star. should have re-signed Duval, but I, I, I don't know. I don't I just disagree with that. Yeah. Because he can't go to the bathroom and poop out more payroll to be competitive with the Dodgers. Like that's never going to happen. And so to hold right. him to that standard I think is just stupid.
2: And I don't hold him to the standard of they should have signed like a bunch of big money people. The least you could do is still sign the like cheap veteran players that are like, you know, Good starters in a pinch, or like not all-star guys. Like you could have re-signed your Adam Duvall's. Like if you're getting beat out in a bidding war by the Marlins, and that's pretty lame. And
1: it's not all his fault because well, that's more. Ozuna was, on Zuna like was the, dragging his feet signing it, so how are you going to? I don't know. I just you want like, both of them?
2: You want azuna and
1: Duvall? Yeah, but they didn't sign Ozuna for a while. So I don't know if part of it was oh, we didn't we can't, we're not going to sign Duval till we sign Ozuna because then Ozuna is just going to go somewhere else. Ozuna Ozuna's not going to leave because he has a backup. No, no. I just don't, I don't. I'm not here for the Alex dragging. I'm just not. Considering all the injuries, I mean, basically we made it to the one game in the World Series with like one or two maybe starting pitchers. And we're going to drag him for not resigning like an alpha. I I just don't, I'm just not hearing it.
0: But you're talking about just a few extra million dollars. I know that sounds like a lot of money to us, you know, to the layman, but this is a professional baseball team. They can find an extra 5 million for Duvall or an extra 3 million for Mark Melanson for that matter. Melanson didn't want to pitch here. He's already said that. The Melanson one was not
2: on Anthopolis. He just wanted out. Now, not paying anybody a few million dollars to replace him. That's an issue. Well, that, that that was my problem with Anthopolis was they didn't make any, it seemed like they screwed up all of the smaller moves around the margin. Right. They didn't do anything like crazy bad and crazy dumb. Like they didn't go like, you know, trade off a superstar a bunch of prospects and start rebuilding, right? They didn't sign any big, terrible, bad contracts, right? But they didn't do they didn't do anything to say, "Hey, what like veteran players can we add to this team to help us be a better playoff team?" That's mm-hmm. not that's how they should be approaching it. The way they actually approached it was, "How can we keep our costs as minimum as possible and still probably have a playoff team?" That's the issue. And again, that's not all Anthopolis because I'm sure if that's not coming directly from the top, it's kind of implicitly from the top, you know. The top being
1: Liberty Media.
2: Yeah. They're like, oh, keep costs low. And then if we need, you know, they, they probably said the kind of thing like, oh, if we need Adam Duvall as an outfielder, well, we'll go get somebody like that at the trade deadline. That way we only pay him two million dollars instead of five million dollars. Yep. That kind of dumb stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Like what they should have done, they should have signed Adam Duvall and Jock Peterson, those kind of guys, in the off season to have more players, right? And you know, you could have had another catcher on the roster. Hey, wouldn't that be crazy, right? They could have had another they could have actually made a move at starting pitcher, and they definitely could have added a couple more arms to the bullpen that you could actually count on. Yeah, and the so Will Smith
1: thing—the Will Smith to me is so weird because he gets paid so much to yeah, be so just whatever. Yeah, it, you have you have all the
2: superstars in place, so that you know. Sure, if you want to actually win a World Series, you needed to add a real superstar like. At a couple places to compete with the Dodgers, possibly, but they're not even pretending to compete.
1: Uh, it's kind of yeah. Oh, about pretending to compete, Scott. You're being a like, little too pessimistic.
2: No, I'm not. The, the Dodgers added Trevor Bauer, and we're like, oh, the we Dodgers can't of course
1: they added Trevor. They add whoever they want. That's what th- we can't That's what I'm compare saying. ourselves to the Dodgers. Maybe in the like like you're saying in the margins. But, like,
2: exactly. And what's why I say we're not even pretending to try is when they add Trevor Bauer and we say, oh, we can't afford Adam Duvall. Well,
1: I think we just, could afford I think you're just comparing their Adam biggest Duvall. signing with our biggest mistake. I just, who's, our, who's our
2: biggest signing? Who's our biggest ad?
1: When I said biggest, I really mean like most significant. Now, it's funny who's, about the, Dodgers, the Braves.
2: Who's the Braves' most significant ad from last year? That year's
1: remains team? to be seen. That remains to be seen, because if we make it to the postseason and Charlie Morton puts on his Superman cape, it might be Charlie Morton. Right now, the biggest ad is not, like, DFAing or sending Riley to the minors, because everyone wanted that. And that's not a... That's not, like... At least I think. I don't think that's, like, a super snicker call. Usually when people get sent down as GM's call. So well,
2: yeah, because Riley is cheap, and we didn't want to, like... A, a veteran
1: third baseman. Right, and I'm just telling you that there's plenty of like positives in the AA column and you're just looking at like one massive negative no, and ignoring what, name, all the Name some positives for this past offseason for AA. It, he's done a lot of good things in past offseason. Well, he's off signed season. two starting pitchers that have been serviceable, if at worst, serviceable. At best, they've been pretty dominant. Smiley uh, and Morton. Both of those guys have been serviceable. Yeah, at least they're starting pitchers. We didn't have any last season. (laughs) So that's a positive.
3: That to me is like, I mean, well,
2: Smiley is serviceable is a bit borderline, but
3: together they probably average to serviceable. But that's my problem, right?
1: It's you can so add service so what's the what's the for you what's the successful you're saying that there's nothing else that can happen this season in your eyes to make AA to give him some credit that's what i that's um, kind of i'm trying to figure that
2: out it's pretty tough yeah he, he already missed his window
1: so unless here's, here's he wins the, the world series with this team he gets no credit if if the Braves win the World Series, then the players and the manager get the credit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because, we're moving on. <laughs>
3: <and> <laughs>
2: Let's I just, just move on. No, hold on. And <laughs> Anthopolis can get whatever credit he would deserve for any of those like star players that were on the team because of his moves, right? And I forget which players were him and which players were the previous generation Mm -hmm. officially, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think that the Duval and the Peterson moves, right? Those kind of moves, and we had a couple other moves at the deadline, those are good moves to make the team better. Right? The problem is those are moves that need to be made in the off season so that you had a really good roster top to bottom so that you were already probably in first place this year, even with injuries then you could have
1: added more players at the deadline, right? Does that make sense? I I don't think we add quite as many if we're not in first place. So if we are in first place, right. rather.
2: And, and why wouldn't we still add players in
1: first place? Because, like you said, Liberty Media is cheap, and they're going to see that we're in first with the team we have. Right. And that's what I'm saying
2: with Anthopolis. I mean... I don't think it's some great achievement for him to add some players to squeak over
0: 500. The, is it fair to say, this has kind of been my general impression of the Braves front office for really a lo- longer than AA has been there, which I think he was what, 2017. Um, it seems like they don't have, they don't have quite the capital to, to, compete with, or the willingness to spend with the Dodgers and the Yankees. They're also not garbage in terms of payroll. They could be, it seems like they're riding the fence between doing kind of the the money ball approach, trying to be really savvy and make smart decisions, competitive decisions. But they also, they want to spend a little bit of money just to keep up the facade of wanting to be really competitive or keep people coming to games. Yes, that's usually
2: what they do is they try and throw out like one or two kind of splashy things, usually very short term contracts. So I see the Braves sign a lot of like veterans for one or two years at like 15 million a year. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, we're trying and they can be like, Nick Markakis is from Atlanta. yay!" We- and that kind of stuff. And then they <laughs> do that. They like squeak up to like 12th in payroll then everybody's mad that the team that's always between 10 and 15 in payroll doesn't win the world series. You And my problem, no, John, know, hold on, here's the thing. my problem is not that the Braves don't have a Dodgers payroll. That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. My problem is that they don't have a Padres payroll, that they don't have a Phillies payroll, that they don't have a Houston payroll, that they don't have a St. Louis payroll, that they don't have a Toronto Blue Jays payroll. They don't have a Washington Nationals payroll. You can compete with those markets. I get that you're going to pay more money and still get swamped financially by the Dodgers. I get it. Right, right. You also have to recognize that you still have to play the Dodgers on the field, so you can't just pretend they don't exist because they're rich. It doesn't work that way. No matter how much you close your eyes or squint, the Dodgers don't disappear and lose all their good players. So you can't just say, "Oh, we have a team that should make the playoffs. That's good enough." No, you have to work at the margins and try and find a way to be better. And that's what the Braves refused to do because it costs a little bit more money. And our payroll right now is almost 148, 148 million. You could spend, you know, $20 million more and still be
1: 30 million behind the Phillies. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear you, Scott. It makes sense. And, you know, I love you. I just don't. I just think it's a little cynical because the past several times have been in the playoffs. We should have beaten the teams we were against, not on paper, on the field, because on paper we lose, like you said. But like when you when you get bounced by the Nationals, who you dominated in the regular season and they go on to win the World Series, you're kind of scratching your head going, oh, we could have done it. And then you have a couple games close out of the Dodgers and you can't do it. And I don't blame them that they couldn't do it because they didn't have any starting pitching. But you could have done it and gone on to at least have a chance to win the World Series. So I see that as more than like, hey, what you're saying, like a facade of like, hey, we're making the playoffs. Here's the facade. Still come to our games. Give us money. We have something to market. When you're that close, I see it as more than facade. If we're getting bounced by like, I remember it was it oh four or six when the Astros were bouncing us over and over again in the first round. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, right now the ownership has
2: a track record, right? So two decades doesn't get wiped out because they had one good run last year. Right. And made it a couple rounds in and and won some series. I mean, wasn't that the first playoff series we'd won
1: in like two decades? It was. I'm not, I'm not so trying sure to defend if, the ownership the Braves, though. I'm just I'm just trying to give AA a little bit more credit. And, to be, and, and look, you and know. yeah, I,
2: I've said that most of the things that I have complaints about AA, it's probably related to ownership at, as much as it is to him, if not more so. hmm But He's the person that does the interviews, and Liberty Media is a faceless conglomerate,
0: um, yeah. intentionally so, so that you have nobody to focus your ire towards. So they're like Mark Emmert, basically. Just a faceless entity that... Oh, a- Anthopolis is Mark Emmert. <laughs> Where it's like, hey,
2: you get paid a lot to sit there and have other people be mad at you so that nobody's paying attention
0: to who's actually making the decisions. Ah, man, I love those... Uh, God bless those people.
2: Mm. Well, and Mark Emmert gets paid a lot of money to sit there and look like a really confused doofus. Who's Mark Emmert? So I don't think I know who that is. He's like the president or whatever of the NCAA, but he's no. just a, <laughs> a, a suit and a name that's there for everybody to be mad about. So that he might not after, even be a
0: human being.
2: Yeah. It, so it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, if the NCAA gets in trouble or somebody doesn't like what they're doing or NCAA says, Oh, we're turning over a new leaf. We're going to make some big changes. They just fire Mark Emmert with a big, huge severance package after paying him 5 million a year for a decade or whatever yeah. and say, Oh, we're getting some new leadership to send this in the right direction and act like it was Emmert's fault when NCAA is actually a collection that's run by the schools. So Emmert's just a puppet, but He's the guy you see out front. So everybody's like, oh, yeah, get that
3: bum out of there.
1: Somebody yesterday posted uh, something. It said, I forget where. Oh, yeah, we were talking about how, uh, and as, you know, as we're landing the plane here on the pod, thank you, Scott, for the lively Anthopolis convo. Azraelana, it's mostly
2: Liberty Media who can burn and die They really can burn and die As <laughs> uh, uh,
1: Somebody yesterday pointed out that uh, UGA's quarterback JT Daniels signed a six month Exclusive NIL trading card deal That pays him $100 per signature um, yeah. Estimates it's very nice that, that he'll make About six, seven figures Could reach about seven figures And he plans to share half his earnings with his teammates Somebody posted, I think it was Kevin Posted NCAA leadership somewhere Dot 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 And it's a gif of Um Theoden, saying, from Lord of the Rings, saying, so it begins in the rain. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was funny when Kevin said NCAA leadership somewhere. I was like, I don't think those two go together. <laughs> Very well. That sounds a little oxymoronic. <laughs> uh, Their whole leadership
2: model has been like to just stay out of the way with NIL, right? They're yeah. like, I don't know.
0: Everybody else figure it out. They're um. like, they're basically a shift manager at a Taco Bell, someone for a customer to get mad at when they forget to put cinnamon twists in with your Crunchwrap Supreme, or just like just give the image that the establishment has some sort of leadership. And it's not. I just
2: look forward. I look forward to seeing your photoshopped image of Mark Emmer in a Taco Bell uniform with a little <laughs> visor and headset and everything. <laughs> Have you and tried the Baja Blast,
1: sir? This is a Taco Bell. Um. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know if y'all wanted to end with a bit of breaking news, but the Jaguars have released tight end Tim Tebow. The end of an era. Yes.
0: <laughs> what a great era it
1: was. I've actually just been
0: sitting here this whole time watching all the videos of him <laughs> blocking. You know, is blocking at air quotes? Right. He's a he may be a tight end, but he still blocks like a quarterback. Let me tell you. Like I'm having yeah, huge, was... I'm having huge cringe vibes. You remember when Matt Ryan was a uh, he was going up to block John Jenkins back when he was with the New Orleans Saints. And instead of like committing to it, he just fell on his butt. It was did like he, that. Did he get block. the block off? No. Uh, <laughs> John uh, Jenkins. Yeah. 300 yeah. pound man hurdled Matt Ryan. Like it was nothing. That's so I'm just, sad. Ugh. I know that I one, mean, one Tebow, little bit. Go ahead. He was 34. Like That's he should have
1: been converting man. into
2: like a tight end fullback kind of person a decade ago so that he could have like you know been on a team and practiced there and played there for a year or two while he still had some years left like him then bringing him back at age 34 when he hasn't played football in eight years
1: it's like, it really come been on that wow I mean I don't know it's I'm ballparking hey, it but at least they released him in time to hop on to all the ESPN college football shows they did him a solid it might have been planned for the beginning <laughs> I'm sure people, people in those I are mean, like,
3: Just yeah. hang
1: out with, with his old buddy Urban in Jacksonville,
2: not Tim, the
3: worst. Tim's not he last gonna make the
2: 2000. He last played a game in 2012. Yeah, so that's almost nine years. Yeah. As much as I that's why I, it was like such a silly little shtick, right? You know? you know, like sure, in 2013, adding Tim Tebow to your team to see if he could be a tight end,
1: that makes sure. sense but that's a long time ago. I mean, I'm sure Jacksonville sold a bunch of jerseys and you never hit the field officially.
0: Yeah, for I'm sure. sure.
1: They'll still sell Tebow jerseys. The home,
0: the home crowd loves it because everyone loves Tim Tebow. He's from Jacksonville, yep. right?
1: Very close. So. He's close. around. the. He's like a suburb of Jacksonville, I want to say.
0: <sighs> he's a homeschool kid from Florida. He's come a long way in life. I, <laughs> here's my thing about Tim Tebow. I think, he definitely some of the attention he gains is maybe a little bit unwarranted. You know, I've seen him speak at a conference before and it's it was a tiny bit cringe, you know. But I also think some of the flack he gets is a little undeserved too. It's like you know, it's like what you said, this guy's thirty four years old. He hasn't played a real football game in many years. No one should expect him to go in there and excel, but people have really been lapping this stuff up. Like, yeah, it made some good laughs on Twitter. But I don't know. I don't understand I, why he has to be such a, a lightning rod
1: of attention all the time, both good and bad. Uh, he kind of did it to himself in college. But I will say my wife hates when he starts talking on the college football shows because he feels she feels like he's always screaming. At her. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, and, Clemson, and Clemson came in. Clemson came in as the top dog and, you know, they're going to play hard. And she's like, he's always screaming at me. Like, stop screaming. <laughs> I need oh, to practice man. my Tim Tebow impersonation man
0: speaking of the Jags can we talk about Gardner Minshew is this a take that unites us this is the Here, take that unites it. us hit us baby in these troubling times when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes the hot takes, the medium rare takes and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow, we need a sports take to bring us back together now more than ever. These are the takes that unite us. All right. So today's take that unites us comes from our former spirit animal, our true QB one in all our hearts, the one and only Gardner Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars. John, I think you posted this one
1: no, in Scott our discourse.
0: The, uh, Scott did. Yeah. Scott laid on us. I don't have it up. You're going. Oh. No. I will lay it on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're,
0: we're, this is, this is a real professional grade production, people. We have our. I'm just laughing at the quote. Sorry. Go ahead. Just read the dang All quote. Right. So is this, this is this. Here's what uh, Gardner Minshew had to say about competing with against Trevor Lawrence for the uh, number one quarterback position at Jacksonville. He says, and I quote, in preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a shit in two weeks. Number two.
1: <laughs> Number two isn't an option Number for me. Number two
0: isn't an option for me. <laughs>
1: oh, man. I'm going to remember that. Love I it. might need to print that and hang it somewhere in a bathroom. In a bathroom, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone expects him to be the starter by week 14 of the season. Maybe he might get the week one start being a veteran. But like,
1: golly, isn't that exactly what you want to hear? Yeah. From I mean, he's, on
3: on
2: he's, so many fronts, Yeah, He's
1: working. Like, listen, he, his career in football might be over after this year. Or it might not. But even if it is, man, he's got that brand, that personal brand. He'll go far. Yeah, oh, John on the on the Tebow
2: thing and personal brand his jersey was the best seller for multiple weeks oh man I was totally and, guessing and then, then he played 16 preseason snaps and they cut him And I, it's like, a gif
1: and... a gif <laughs> that's of not him missing
2: that's not the... even a quarter how did he have that many bad highlights he played less than a quarter
1: all I saw was I saw several of him like spinning and missing a block and I saw that on repeat and it was really funny it, the next play was worse The next
2: play, he had a a worse block.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I saw that next play. He was lined up as the H-back, and he had like an opportunity to block two guys, and he just whiffed on every single one. Y'all, that's the American dream. Maximal (laughs) gain from minimal effort. I think I just had to show up and be pretty and scream into a microphone. I
1: wonder if he gets a... uh, He has to get a percentage of jersey sales, right? I no, I don't think so. Honestly, does that know how
2: the NFL works? No, like, usually, I don't think. I don't, I don't think know. he needs I'm the. Money I really
1: that... am asking. I don't know. I don't think he I, yeah, needs really the money that sure. bad. He's no, fine. He's he's fine. He's speaking at like passion for the next forty five years. So he's
0: yeah. He's going to be on the cover of the next edition of the NIV Bible.
3: Oh, I
2: he's,
1: he's going to be the F, he's going to be the FCA president. It's the S <laughs> It's the S N I V, The sports. <laughs> new international version.
0: Oh, just as iron sharpens iron, so does one wide receiver sharp. I don't know. Gosh. Nice. Nice landing on the joke. It has been the take that united.
1: Well, guys, this was fun. We are going to do a um, College, a specific college football preview show, we'll bring in a buddy of ours who has many great takes on college football. And he we'll has his that. own ranking system that he came up oh, with. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. So we'll probably do that not next week, but the week after. Yeah, well, I'm still conferring with him when he's available. So, yeah, yeah, get with him and let us know. All right. I love you guys. I will see you when I see you. I'm gonna buy Scott a Anthopolis jersey. No I'm not because I can't <laughs> fit that many letters on the back. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty.